Well, hello there, fellow overthinkers. This is your overthinker Josh speaking again, reminding you to not overthink anything that you don't have to, because that's what we do here on Anthologies of an Overthinker. Now today, I wanted to uh, discuss a little bit on the topic of uh, aliens, extraterrestrial reels, anything else that uh, could be considered otherwise not of this uh, world. Because it seems nowadays you can't turn on the news without seeing some sort of uh, news or broadcast or information about aliens, which uh, has been uh, very, very common nowadays, as opposed to 5, 10, 15 years ago where you would never see any coverage about uh, <clears throat> aliens or extraterrestrial beings or anything like that. It was more information you had to seek for yourself. Find it out in the, uh, I guess you could say in the, in the pits of perhaps the internet or in the, uh, what could be deemed the, the fringe side of news. And, then, and I say fringe side because anything that is uh, not considered mainstream news is considered, uh, to some, maybe fake news. There's probably a lot of people out there that see these uh, news reports about aliens, alien encounters, and anything else. It's all just uh, bullshit, really. But... Uh, is it really that hard to believe that there are not extraterrestrial beings in this universe? I mean, because supposedly, as far as the uh, mapped universe goes, our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, technically we only know, we know about as, well, we know, just about as much as we know about the ocean as we do space. If not more, really, because the ocean is so <clears throat> so mysterious in itself and the way it shifts and changes. But isn't that what our galaxy does? Shifts and changes? So there's got to be something else out there that is uh, that is not just human. Now, I've always been fascinated with the concept of aliens or extraterrestrials. I spent countless hours as a boy watching the uh, sci-fi channel back when it was spelled S-C-I-F-I. It was mostly about true science fiction that, uh, you know, we uh, had saw more documentary and uh, style shows in there. Nowadays, sci-fi has rebranded itself to uh, S-Y-F-Y, which is, uh, makes it a little bit more hard to uh, believe as far as the uh, information that it's giving. So I believe, seems like it's uh, more become a, a channel of entertainment as opposed to information but um, that's all right because we have other 
other forms of media out there that will provide the same kind of information. But uh, anyways, back to my uh, studying and research and fascination with uh, aliens myself. I mean, there's been many, uh, many a conspiracy theory revolved around the concept of aliens going back as, as far as history that we know of and even as far as history that we don't know of is concerned. I mean, there's been ideas that our entire human species was born from the, the need for extraterrestrial beings to, to need an additional form of support in terms of well, another being human beings at that so when we uh, when we look into our history and see that uh, perhaps there's more to it than uh, what we're what we're told what we're led to believe it's uh, it's hard not to wonder how much of our world our universe, our reality, truly is influenced by, by alien, uh, alien influence, really. Because I remember the first, the first uh, thing I remember reading in regards to alien influence on our reality was way back, well, in the, in the, uh, the Kennedy administration, you know, JFK. You know, before his assassination, there were uh, conspiracy theories around the idea of whether or not he did have communication with uh, extraterrestrial beings. And in all my studies and research, and what I believe, based on just the, the amount of advancements that we have seen in the last even 50 years, 60 years, but the, the idea was that we, we have entered into a sort of an, an ally agreement with the, uh, with an alien species you know in uh, in regards to you know which one because there are more than one you know the conspiracy theory quote unquote i say revolves more around the grays you know the little gray beings with big black eyes that uh, have been uh, perhaps the ones that were part of the the Area 51 crash. So when we were uh, when we were talking about the Area 51 crash, most people understand what that is about. So there's no reason for me to delve any deeper. But the idea is that during that that uh, happening, we had a well a live alien that survived one of those crashes, amongst some that didn't. But of course, that's. Uh, is the, the U.S. government, you know, as soon as they get a hold of anything that's, uh, 
that's not uh, not of the norm, it's, it's time to, well, cover it up, make it a secret, figure out how can they benefit from it? How can we benefit from it? And when I say we, I don't mean the people, but I mean the government. You know, in a few of the uh, technological advancements that I had uh, stumbled across in, uh, in my research as far as with uh, different technologies that were brought to us by alien technology in either forms of a direct from alien to human hands, this is technology that will help you advance. Or as far as <clears throat> even in uh, studying the, the bodies of uh, deceased aliens that had not survived uh, any crashes that we may have uh, came across. But there is a, uh, the idea that a lot of our, our uh, let's say, uh, abilities to see things in different spectrums, like uh, night vision, uh, see infrared vision. I mean, we have night vision goggles that really aren't that uh, really that aren't that old as far as technology goes. And the idea of where that came from is that these uh, these aliens that we had came across, the uh, the Greys, they had a lens-like filter in their eyes that allowed for, well, night vision. Uh, seeing, being able to illuminate light where it wasn't in the dark spaces. And they say that that was created through the uh, reverse engineering of, well, the, the filter lens or whatever, whatever it was that the aliens had in their, uh, their ocular spectrum, so to speak, that allowed them to see things in different manners, which would explain why you know, most uh, alien encounters or abductions or things that we see that revolve around extraterrestrials would happen at night. Because, I mean, we can't see at night very well unless we have night vision goggles. But they can. So, why not? It's the perfect cover of night is what most people use for any sort of activity that's not meant to be seen right away and if I was a being that had no business being where I shouldn't be in the concerns of perhaps causing a panic if that's not what I was intending to do well of course I would make sure that be under the cover of night the cover of darkness to where it's not so obvious but then again these uh, extraterrestrial beings could also have what could be like a, a cloaking technology, which uh, is also perhaps another reason why we haven't seen too many of them. But in my personal opinion, this, uh, this cloaking technology that uh, aliens may or may not have really isn't much of a cloaking technology at all, but more of a... Uh, a uh, interspectral you know view of you know maybe our eyes aren't 
ready to see or not ready. Okay, never mind, ready, because some of us see things more so than others. And I don't mean like with our actual eyes in a way, but I mean like what we choose to see in this world. It's much like with uh, with ghosts or uh, spirits or anything of the supernatural. It is said that most of that is based around belief. Belief of whether or not you do choose to uh, see these things as real or not. Many people believe that uh, ghosts don't exist or that uh, the supernatural doesn't exist, so some of them will go their entire lifetime with never experiencing anything like that. That's the funny thing about belief, is what you believe, a lot of the times, is uh, what you experience. But that's not always the, the best way to be. Because what you uh, see and what you experience could also be part of what uh, your influence around you is causing. So uh, I'm uh, coming up to a point where I'm going to have to take a break here, so uh, stick with me because uh, we will continue on with this, uh, this topic because there's, uh, there's much to say about it and I'm not going to be able to say everything that I have to say in regards to it, but uh, this is a good starting point. So uh, stick with me in the uh, anthology of an overthinker because uh, your overthinker Josh here will continue to overthink the things that you don't need to. Uh, so uh, hold tight. And welcome back to Anthologies of an Overthinker. Uh, before the break, we were discussing aliens, extraterrestrial, and anything otherwise not of this world. Once again, this is your overthinker Josh, reminding you not to overthink anything you don't have to, because we will do it for you. So we had uh, discussed the, uh, the idea of whether or not our belief system affects whether we see or believe in aliens. Because really, in the long run, alien isn't just a word that describes an extraterrestrial being, but it describes someone, something, a being, that necessarily doesn't belong where it's at. I mean, we use the term illegal aliens all the time when we're referring to, to uh, say, immigrants that uh, aren't here legally. So illegal aliens instead of illegal migrants. But really, I mean, the idea of aliens has only been in our heads for as long as we could remember. But what do we really know about aliens, extraterrestrial, and anything else of that sort? Because most of it is so, is so convoluted that a lot of us will never have a physical experience, a personal experience, with an alien. Because really, when we have these experiences, it's hard to tell whether or not 
anyone would believe them. Because we revolve in a world where most people have to see it to believe it. And some things fall into the objective category, while others fall into the subjective, meaning that only it's only in your head, perhaps, or it's only in your thought process, or what you were thinking in the moment. Maybe you were, your state of mind was in a in a spot that influenced you in, in such a way that you may have thought you saw something like that. But uh, who's to say? Because in a world of where we have history that we don't even know of, because really, the amount of uh, lifetimes and the amount of iterations there has been in this, uh, this reality we call Earth, we don't know. All we know is within our current lifetime and what we can study through, let's say, archaeology, history, just uh, researching artifacts and other things that are uh, from from history. But really, what's to say that the history that we don't know about is actually the history that is the truth? Because when you think about history, we base it all around the Roman calendar, which is why you have such things as years that are AD in years that are BCE. So AD being after the death of Christ and BCE of course being before Christ existed. We come through this taboo area where BCE history falls into what may or may not be considered mythology. And mythology falls into a realm of storytelling and fiction. And we get to a point where we don't know exactly whether or not some of our history is just stories or if it actually happened. For instance, you know, during the uh, Roman and Greek times, I mean, they have stories of fantastical creatures that no one could ever even imagine is true. Now you have centaurs, you have minotaurs, you have chimera, which are all things that have only been portrayed in, in fantasy films. But what's to say that they weren't real? What's to say that that wasn't an equivalence of, you know, what would you, we would call aliens? Because anything that we're not familiar with is considered alien, right? I mean, anything that we haven't actively put a label on could be considered alien. Then once we have an, a label for it, something to identify it as, well, it's no longer alien. I mean, anytime we find a new species of something, like technically it'd be mostly in the water, like I was mentioning with the ocean previously, the ocean is so vast and it's not just how much it covers the earth, which is 
more than 70% of the earth is covered by water, but the depths of it as well. The lowest or the deepest part of the ocean that uh, humanity has identified is known as the Mariana Trench. In the, the depths and the darknesses and the, the pressure especially that it takes to go down that far in order to explore is just not quite plausible for humans. And we never, we never can tell exactly what, uh, what is down there. So if we see something that we have never seen before, well then technically that's alien, right? We're out in the woods and someone sees something that they've never seen before, well then that's alien. We have this habit as humans to refer to any sort of other creature or being that we can't identify as alien. But really, when you look up the aspect of the word alien, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with extraterrestrials. The uh, dictionary definition of alien may or may not even mention extraterrestrials. So, if right now, the most common definition for alien is a creature from outer space, an extraterrestrial. That's the first definition in a dictionary. The second one being often disparaging and offensive. A resident of one country who is born in or owes allegiance to another country and has not acquired citizen, citizenship by naturalization in the country of residence. This is what I was mentioning before. Illegal alien. Let's see, a foreigner is the third one. The fourth one, a person who has been estranged or excluded. Five, a plant or animal species not originating where it is found, but introduced, sometimes accidentally from its native environment elsewhere. Well, those are the five most common nouns that we have for the word alien. And if you'll notice, there is only one that describes an alien as extraterrestrial. Uh, so really, this term alien that we use is is quite general, quite generic, you could say. But the connotations behind it are much deeper than that. Because really what we know about extraterrestrial aliens, meaning not of this world, is what we're told by, well, our government, what we're told by the media, and what we've seen in movies and film and TV. And a lot of those can be, some of them can be meant for entertainment purposes. A lot of them portray aliens as, you know, hostile beings that are ready to take over Earth and, you know, be the extinction of humanity. Which is, uh, you know, great for Hollywood. It's uh, great for big, uh, big set pieces in a movie. I mean, one of the most, uh, one of the most popular movies about an alien invasion was uh, in the was in the '90s, starring Will Smith. It was called Independence Day, and that was about aliens that were coming to 
you know, to destroy Earth or, you know, take over humanity. But would that really be what an alien would want to do? Because at this point, we really don't know. And if it really was the true intention of extraterrestrial aliens to you know, take over Earth, to be the ones to put humanity to extinction, why hasn't it happened yet? And if it has happened, we don't know that it did, because it happened in a time frame that is way before any of us have ever been born, at least in this lifetime. We would have to be able to regress into any previous lifetimes that we have had to even know if we had experienced such things. But what if we were all wrong? What if all these, these uh, stories of aliens that are wrapped around fear was all wrong in the first place? Because, I mean, they always say that... Well, when I say they, I mean the, uh, the government. Our, uh, the idea that any secrets revolving around aliens or, you know, alien abductions or anything revolving around extraterrestrials, you know, they say that wraps around that whole saying of a person is smart, but people are stupid. Now that may be true in some aspects, but what if, what if there was a scenario out there revolving around the idea that the aliens were only ever here to help us, help us have a better life, help us to achieve greater things. And I don't just mean on a physical, objective, material standpoint, but how about on a on a consciousness standpoint. Because really in the, in the long run of it, isn't it our consciousness that allows us to understand, you know, higher level thinking, higher level concepts? Because if we're at a, a lower level consciousness, then we don't have the possibility to think in such a way. We don't have the possibility to understand those concepts. So when we when we think of you know our greater greater existence, we think of you know the big house, the nice car, the the you know loads of money, the stacked bank account. It's like but what if aliens were here to show us that that's not what it's about. Trying to show us how to be higher vibrational beings. But in doing so, that brings us out of this hellscape of reality that we live in. And sometimes you could think that maybe there are other beings, perhaps, or other, other forces that do not want that. Maybe we are meant to 
be stuck on this, uh, this plan of existence until we figure it out. And these uh, alien entities, you could say, were meant to be here to help us along the way to realize that. Come to a state of realization that we are not just human beings. We are much greater than that, and we have the potential to be much greater than that. But if we never realize it, could we really ever get there? Because really, when we, when we think of a better living, we don't think of expanding our minds. We think of expanding our pocketbook getting the next best phone, the next best whatever your heart's desire is. I mean, I've, I've personally renounced materialism in, in objective concepts because it's not helpful to me. I live a very minimalist lifestyle. I mean, I have only what I need, with the exception of a few, a few things that I suppose I don't need, but I mean... We all need entertainment. We all need, you know, something to wind down from, whether it's a, whether it's video games, movies, TV, books, writing. I personally dabble in a lot, but there are many things that are meant to help us escape from this hellscape because Really, when we live in this, this reality of Earth, we're not necessarily living our best lives. I mean, some of us might be, but it takes so much effort to get to that point that you never know how, when, or what it's really going to take to get there. Now, we see uh, aliens, and we think that they are, are they higher beings? Are they higher than us as far as a, uh, let's just say, an evolutionary standpoint? Are they below us to some aspects? I mean, are we here because of them? Were we planted here because of them? I mean, there are many, many aspects of this uh, topic of aliens that can be touched on. And really, I don't want to ramble too much on this, this is just meant to be a general topic, more of an opening introduction to the, uh, the dialogue on aliens. This may probably just be the first of many. I just wanted to sort of dip my toe in the, uh, in the ideals of what it is that uh, we see as aliens. And perhaps going further, even what it is that uh, is causing us to have much more interactions for some, much more sightings or experiences for some, and you know, for most, seeing much more in the news about aliens than we ever had before. Now, considering this is just gonna be probably the first show of many about aliens since, I mean, like I had mentioned earlier, I've been fascinated by the concept for many, many years. This is just one of them. I mean, we'll come back and we'll touch base onto this. 
but I've already rambled enough and talked your ears off enough. So I'm gonna go ahead and call this a uh, call this ending for this uh, this episode, because uh, really I just have so much that I could say about aliens that there's no there's nothing guiding me as to where to start. I mean, we can talk about the Greys, we can talk about you know the lizard people, we can talk about the Anunnaki, we can talk about the Book of Enoch. But that there would require an additional voice, an additional set of ears that is with me to discuss these topics. Because this is one of those topics that is better when bounced off of another person. So that it's more of a dialogue as opposed to a monologue. Which, yes, I am very good at, but some topics work better as dialogues than monologues. This is just more of a, let me splash around in this topic and see what it's, uh, see what it's about. See what my, uh, my brain and gift of gab can uh, throw out there. So, anyways, gonna wrap it up. So, thank you for tuning in to uh, Anthologies of an Overthinker. Again, I am your overthinker, Josh, speaking, and uh, reminding you, of course, to Never overthink anything you don't have to, because we will do that for you. So, uh, take care everyone, and uh, don't overthink anything you don't have to.